Welcome to the Women's Business Workshop podcast. I'm your host and business coach, Robin Walker, and I wanna invite you to our upcoming free workshop. On June 15th, we're meeting online so I can show you how your business can attract more new customers during the summer. Your ideal client's needs have probably changed since last summer, and we don't want to keep the same old, same old marketing from the past. I have a workbook download for you and new ideas on how you can attract more clients and customers over the next 90 days. Register at the link in the show notes. Today is part one of our Small Business Stories episodes. I'm interviewing and highlighting small business owners in my local area that not only made it through last year, but are growing as well as we go into 2021. I'm asking them what they had to change over the year due to the pandemic, what kept them moving, and what they plan on keeping in their business for the future. First up is my personal event photographer, Elise Bullard of Elise Bullard Photography, a Walworth County, Wisconsin photographer with a unique niche that we will talk about in this episode. Thanks for joining us today on the Women's Business Workshop podcast. This is your host and business coach, Robin Walker, helping female entrepreneurs and business owners like yourself to find more strategy and focus in your business so that you can reach your goals with less distraction and overwhelm. I'm excited to introduce you to Elise Bullard. If you have been to any of my in-person events in Southeast Wisconsin, you have probably met Elise. She is our resident photographer capturing all of our time together. And honestly, about 95% of my pictures on social media or my website are from Elise. So I think you came to me originally through a referral from another local photographer. Do you remember? Oh gosh, was that what it was? Or was it Allie with uh, Pure Joy Inc? I know because you had Allie and Brittany and a bunch of other like people who kind of are in that wedding industry that I'm in um, working with you on your uh, conference. Mm -hmm. I don't remember if it was through them or another photographer. I, <laughs> I don't retain yes, that information. I, well. <laughs> no, I had a photographer uh, the first couple of years and then she was okay. not able to, um, she had switched her business. So okay. I want to say she might've recommended you, or it might've been from the other friends, I, but I probably have it written down somewhere yeah, because I keep yeah. all my notes like a crazy person. No, that's great. <laughs> I love that. And it just goes to show the power of a referral. And, yes. uh, and having people in your tribe that are happy to refer you because it's been years of us working together. Yeah. I would say probably 90% of my business is all referral. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. A lot cheaper that way too. Yes. <laughs> Saves on that overhead cost. <laughs> yes. So tell everyone about what you do in your business and who you do it for. Sure. So uh, I am a wedding and equine and family photographer. Um, I kind of do it all. I like to do it all. It keeps things fresh. Um, and I feel uh, inspired when I go to new things. And yeah, so I do it for everyone. Um, I started it because actually I lost my long-term memory when I was thrown from one of my horses as a teenager. So I started doing it originally for myself and then some family friends asked if I could take their family photos 
And some people saw it from there and it just, you know, snowballed and became a business. So it's kind of the job that found me that was started out of necessity, really. I think so many of our listeners can uh, relate to that for sure, because that's <laughs> most of the people had something they kind of stumbled into or transferred from, you know, a corporate job and, and just kind of were winging yeah. it until they figured it all out, which think, we yeah. never actually do. <laughs> we never, we never you make fully it. figured out, yes. Oh, God. Yeah. Tell us a little uh, about the horse, about pictures with horses, because I think that's a unique niche. Yeah. So the thing with horses is they feed off of energy, whether it's positive or negative, a lot like newborns too, in that respect. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and you actually have to know how to take like a good looking photo of not just the human with the horse, but the horse itself. There are certain ways that horses need to stand and have their ears actually forward and ha- and different breeds have different ways they're supposed to be holding their neck and their feet. Um, so it's not exactly an easy industry to get into, but it's fun and I enjoy the challenge of it. And I focus, there's a lot of photographers in the equine photography industry. They focus on different things, whether it's taking photos at events Um, like, you know, horses going over jumps or um, in the show ring. I specialize more in the portraiture portion of it. Think more along the lines of senior photos. Um, Actually have a few equine people who are doing equine businesses. So I'm doing branding photos for them as well, which is a new thing um, that I love to, you know, get into. Um, I just did branding photos for um, some real estate agents too, uh, which is a whole nother thing you can go off into. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, the horses is a specialty niche. And that kind of started because, you know, again, I lost my memory being thrown from one of my horses, not the horse's <laughs> fault, by the way, it was definitely my fault. Just, you know, being a, um, not as good of a rider as I thought I was as a teenager. We still have the horse. I still love Aww. him. Um, <laughs> he's just a grumpy old man. <laughs> part of your story. He is, he is. So it started from, you know, a lot of us back in the day had, uh, photos with our horses in the show ring. And I thought there was a need to take photos with your horse in everyday life because yeah. horses are with you between 30 to maybe 40 years they live. Wow. So they can, if you have the same horse for a it's long like a time. Family I mean, member. They are, they really are. Yeah. I mean, my horse, Sonny has went to college with me. Um, mm. he was in my senior photos, mm. um, which I had just a friend do in my photography yeah. classes at that point in time. But those photos, I look back at them quite often and it's nice to have them and have, um, see him when he was younger and me when I, when I was younger and a lot skinnier, <laughs> um, you know, it's nice to reflect back on those. And I felt like that was something that needed to be so, Um, brought out more. So I kind of created a market for it in this area. Um, When I first started doing it, there weren't many people doing it or they weren't doing it well. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, Um, It sounds like there's so much expertise about the horse itself in combination with photography. And I think that would be a hard skill set to find in someone that knows about both. Yeah. And has the proper equipment too, because there's, you can't use like I don't use the same lenses, um, that I use for weddings all the time that I use Mm -hmm. for horses because it makes the horses look like bobbleheads (laughs) (laughs) and that's just not as attractive. (laughs) Yeah. 
<laughs> well, and speaking of referrals, it makes it so easy to refer you because this is such a specific niche that mm -hmm. if I know someone who is looking for something like that, you would be my number one hands Yay. down versus <laughs> just, I don't know, look online for a photographer. So when you do have that special, <laughs> special, unique niche, mm -hmm. I think that's uh, really great for referrals. The fact that your business is so much in person, I mean, mm -hmm. you're literally taking pictures in person. <laughs> the last year probably had quite an effect on your business. Can you share just a little snapshot of your journey through the last year? Sure. Um, so last year started off strong. Uh, I had a full wedding season ahead of me. I was feeling good. It was like my <laughs> first really true like season coming in. And then the pandemic hit and it was everyone scattering and <laughs> my beautiful little timeline of this is where I'm going to be when all that just went straight out the door. And Luckily, I have history working as a wedding coordinator as well. And just the calm that I can bring to my clients through all of that, I think was beneficial when they're trying to figure out replanning their wedding or making it smaller and all that kind of stuff. I, I hope anyways, my couples felt like they could really come to me. Um, and even though I'm not, I literally have to say, it, this is not what I'm telling you to do. <laughs> I'm just saying this is what you could do. Here are the possibilities because nobody wants to be responsible if something goes awry. But um, yeah, right. it, it just, it went all over the place. Luckily, I only take on up to 20 weddings a year. So I still had fall dates available for those couples who had the spring weddings and decided to postpone to the fall. That was just a lucky happenstance that I was able to fit them in then, which made the fall really chaotic, but we made it through, especially since we still homeschooled our children in the fall. So having them home and trying to do homeschooling with them yeah. <laughs> and get all my work done, that was fun. Um, but then thankfully in the state of Wisconsin, you could still do outdoor things with, you know, under, I think it was 35 in the springtime, or maybe it was even less than that with, you know, trying to maintain social distancing, having the mask on, which was a whole nother thing I had to figure out because masks will fog up my viewfinder in my camera. So that sure. was, I've, I've learned to not breathe when I take photos. Sure. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's those kind of fun things. Now they have defogging things that are cameras safe, but in the springtime, that wasn't the case. So uh, super there, there's fun. the whole industry that probably just popped up. <laughs> Uh, the pandemic. Yeah. Between glass, like eyeglasses, yeah. you know, fogging up at the eyeglasses. Um, so I wear my glasses sometimes too. So some of my couples went ahead with their original wedding plans and some of them postponed. And I actually picked up some small weddings because either their, their original photographer couldn't do it or didn't want to do it. Um, so somehow magically I actually came out on top Excellent. <laughs> through the pandemic. Um, I had, I ended up with the same number of weddings that I started with. It was just chaos is all. Right. <laughs> it was wonder, because you were at the uh, plan your year workshop mm -hmm. <laughs> at the beginning of 2020 and you had set your sights on how many weddings you wanted to have. I did. And <laughs> even though like literally the world shut down, 
I believe that still having that plan and having the flexibility, like you still ended up with the same amount of weddings. Absolutely. Um, I think it was because I had only that set amount of weddings that I was still able to maintain that set amount. Cause otherwise I wouldn't have had those dates open at the points that I had them open. Um, I probably would have booked weddings and would have lost my current clients who decided to switch to be in the fall mm-hmm. because I wouldn't have had those dates open. So it actually in a weird way, yeah. <laughs> it worked out. Um, plus the, pa- the power of planning. The power of planning is correct. <laughs> yes. So did you have anything going on in home or family or business that you feel like kind of kept you with a positive outlook? I mean, you're a very positive person, but when things were, you know, instead of just throwing your hands up in the air and saying, well, I guess I can't do my business. Is there anything that kind of kept you persevering? Um, definitely the kids, uh, luckily we have a large backyard and we have horse, even though we weren't allowed to be at the equestrian center for the first month or two, um, we do have horses. Um, so we were able to go out and be with them and actually we, uh, fostered a mini horse, um, in the summer from one of the local, um, hooved I animal. remember hooved seeing those pictures. Yeah, Penelope. So yeah, she was supposed to just be a foster situation. Well, we are foster failures because we decided to keep her, (laughs) (laughs) but she was, she was wild. She was unhandled. Um, so she, she was supposed to just be a fun project for my kids because we didn't have them in any sports or anything, um, you know, for fear that they would be with people and get Mm -hmm. sick and then get me sick. And then I wouldn't be able to do weddings, (laughs) um, and all that. So uh, Penelope was uh, supposed to just be a fun summer project that has now stuck around. And actually mm-hmm. she, um, I've trained her now to be so good that we use her for unicorn mini sessions. So, and mini yes. sessions are something positive that came out. I wasn't a fan of mini sessions before this year. Um, but I did that and sunflower mini sessions and they turned out to be so like I finally was able to have that time to figure out how to do them properly. Um, whether it was getting the information out to all the clients or, uh, um, just being organized enough to do them because they can be crazy to organize, you know, 12 families or whatever it is during the day or a bunch of little girls coming in and their little tutus and having the mini horse still be good (laughs) and all that kind of stuff. Um, I was able to have that time during the pandemic to figure out, how best to go about them. But yeah, so we do the unicorn mini sessions and then part of the proceeds go back to the Humane Society that she came from too. Um, And I'll be doing those again too this year. So um, yeah, goosebumps. I love doing, um, I'm I'm definitely an animal lover um, and there's plenty of animals that need the love. Somehow we came out with four extra animals (laughs) this year through the pandemic. (laughs) I don't think you're the only one, but you might be the only one with a mini horse as a pandemic Uh, pet. (laughs) Yeah. And a full-sized horse, an extra (laughs) full-sized. Yeah. Well, you know. Two horses, a dog and a fish, you know, just a couple extra animals. Why not add some more chaos to my life? (laughs) And who knew if if a year ago I would have said at that planning session, I think maybe you'll be doing unicorn mini sessions next year. (laughs) 
you'd be like, no, oh, I don't think so. A happy, no, happy surprise. I would have probably been like, oh, that's kind of corny. Um, because the way I'd seen them done was a little corny in the past. And I wanted to make it more whimsical, I guess. Yeah, um, I think you achieved that. So yeah. what do you see for the future? Are there things that, are there things that you change that you're going to keep moving, you know, going forward? Definitely. Um, the mini sessions for sure. And especially with like families with younger children, I was doing like up to one hour, these little ones, they can't sit around and smile for photos that long. And even though a lot of my photos with families are interactive, you know, having them actually do stuff, sometimes the kids don't always want to play along. So those 15 or 30 minute chunks are much better. I've found to keep everyone happy and for even dad to not feel like teenagers, I'm guessing. Teenagers, (laughs) Yes. We're in, we're out. We got the photo, just sit and smile. Okay. Now let's have some fun and you're done. Um, yeah. So mini sessions are definitely something that is going to stick around and also virtual meetings with my couples, um, because I have consultations and I was doing them all in person pre pandemic and well, not all, but for the vast majority of them, but I'm loving now that all the, the zoom and even Google, um, I don't have an iPhone, but some people <laughs> use sure. the iPhones for it. Um, but definitely virtual meetings is something that I'm going to keep continuing to do because otherwise I was having to have babysitters watch the kids while I mm-hmm. go to the meetings, if they couldn't be during the day when they're at school. Um, so it's much better to be like, okay, kids, I'm hopping on the computer, like go yes. to the back of the house or go play outside where I can still see them or, you know, one of those things and not have to really schedule out my day around these meetings and not, not know how long they were going to sure. necessarily take and all that stuff. So virtual meetings are definitely something that I'm going to continue to do. Really makes the process more efficient it does, and a better use of both of your time. Yeah, it does. It's still nice to meet couples in person. Um, and mm-hmm. I still do that. We've kind of, I kind of more hit that, um, when we do their engagement sessions, cause I have engagement sessions sure. included in all my packages. Cause I just feel so strongly about doing them. They're just good dry runs for wedding days for them to get used to me and me used oh, to yeah, them. Um, and then like, I like to see what the, what photos they end up using from their engagement sessions too, because that kind of lets me know where their head's at and what they really like for wedding day. So I kind of hit on sure. uh, some of those things, but I have, you know, a set, a set list of questions that I ask when we do the virtual meetings um, that help me know if this is going to be a good fit because not every client is sure. right for me too, which is something that I have learned throughout the years. <laughs> Good. Good. Yes. <laughs> so true. So you're located in Southeast Wisconsin. How far do you travel or do you have people come to you usually? A little bit of both. Um, I've gone, you know, to multiple other States. I'm happy to travel. My mom's a travel agent, thankfully. So if I really <laughs> have to go someplace, it's not hard for me to um, have that figured out. So yeah, I'll travel for the most part though. I stick around like an hour or two as far as driving for the most part. And so then sometimes too, you do events locally where it's like the mini sessions or something where people can come to you as well. 
Yes. Yeah. And I post the mini sessions on my social media, um, on the Facebook and the, um, Instagram. Um, yeah. Where can we find you online? Uh, my website is www.elisebullardphotography.com. Uh, and then you can find me on Instagram at Elise Bullard Photography and Facebook as well. It's all okay. one thing. It's pretty easy to yeah, great. <laughs> find we'll, me. We'll, we'll put all of those links in the show notes so that people can find you. Perfect. Well, thank you for sharing your stories. And oh, I look you. forward to having, hopefully having another in-person event in Southeast Wisconsin soon. And so you and I can chat about Yay. having you there again. Yes. And getting some more photos of you too. Yes. Well, <laughs> oh boy, you're always good at that. So I appreciate it. Uh, not you, a you make it not feel so hard. Oh, good. That's, that's the goal right there yes. to make it as painless <laughs> yeah. as possible. <laughs> yes, for sure. You do a good job at that. Well, oh, thank, thank you, you so much for being on the show. Thank you. Don't forget to register for the free online workshop, How to Attract More Customers This Summer. We will only be offering this once, so don't miss out. If you're a Southeast Wisconsin or Northern Illinois business that would like to share your story on the podcast, email me at robin at womensbusinessworkshop.com. Thank you so much for listening and be on the lookout for our next small business story episode coming out soon. Okay, this is the part of the show where I tell you to go get back to work.